Hello everyone, happy Wednesday. Good evening, Greater Emmanuel. I am super excited. I crown it an honor and a privilege to serve you. Um, during Midweek Motivation, I am Sister Kiara Shear Kelly, and I am just so thankful for the opportunity to be before you. Please tell your family or friends, text a family member or a friend or a loved one um, that you've been wanting to get this good word and just text them and say, hey, 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 get on real quick or send them the link, share, like, all of that good stuff and tell them Bible study is on, Midweek Motivation is on. If you need your quick, uh, well, we can't call it, well, you can call it a quick buzz because it's the Holy, it's the word. Um, but if you need your quick boost, that's what I was looking for. Tell them to get on real quick, get on real quick. I am so excited because we have an amazing leader. Bishop, our presiding Bishop J. Drew Sheard. I love our leader. If you love our leader, just type in the comment section. He's on ministry assignment. And so I get nervous when I am called to this assignment. But I, again, count it a privilege and an honor because it challenges me to go deep into my word. So shout out to all of the ministerial staff who we know when it's time to get up there, you got to get it and go. And so it's a lifestyle that we have to live. So I hope that you are encouraged to just really applaud our leader who um, is always challenging us to dig deep to get that word. He's consistent. He's a man of excellence, a man of punctuality, um, a man of integrity. So we praise God that we have a leader after God's own heart. And of course, we have our first lady, our leading lady, who is Dr. Karen Clark Sheard. She's the epitome of grace, class, love, wisdom. She's such a queen. Um, so let's celebrate our leaders once again. She's always challenging us ladies just to be the greatest that we can be in every area of our lives. She wears many hats, so we honor our leaders. I honor you, brother, sister, auntie Ray Ray. I have some ado uh, adopted aunties and uncles and cousins in the family, in the body of Christ, and I love my church. Can you just type in the comment section? I love my church. I love my church. And we're getting ready to go into Resurrection Sunday. It's about to be Resurrection Sunday, so I hope you're coming with your Sunday best. Put on your Sunday best. We always are comfortable and all that good stuff. But put on your Sunday best. Get the kids ready. The kids are going to be ready. Um, KWVJs, they're doing a rendition. And then in addition to that, you'll have your youth and young adults to do a Resurrection Sunday presentation. So we're in for a treat. Y'all know the music is always slamming. Join us on Sunday. All right. Let's get into this word. I'm excited. So I wrote this down. The notes that I had is you you own it all. This is me diving into some scriptures about dominion, 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 dominion. Sometimes um, in life we can go through circumstances, we can go through challenges and we can forget who we are. There's a song that our first lady has and she says, um, stop talking to God about your mountain and tell your mountain about your God. And sometimes those mountains can be so high high and in over our heads and it can make us look little and really small but there's even a part in the scripture where we uh, learn about the children of Israel going into the promised land where the Lord said that that is for you it flows with milk and honey it is yours it belongs to you and then you had some people who were bantering or chattering and going in on each other like I don't think we should go over there because the giants of Nephilim is over there and so we learn about these things and then it says in the scriptures that the children of Israel who are the 
promised people who are God's promised people who had direct access to the Lord. He said, the word says that they looked at themselves as grasshoppers. So I don't know if my brother, my sister, my family, whomever you are, if you're watching, maybe this is a reminder for you to remember who you are, to remember who you are. And I love these moments because it could be sickness. It could be our jobs. It could be our finances. It could be our children. It could be the disconnect in our marriages. Um, and it can only be a season. Um, and so what I've had to remember are the scriptures that remind us of who we are in Christ. It is not I, it is not I, but who I am, what I gain when I walk with the Lord. So let's go to the first scripture in Psalms eight and six. God is so good. The first scripture, and I love his word because you can't tell, you can't say that God's word don't give you no reminders. You, be, you better add some notifications. You know how you can set reminders to your phone. Every now and then you should add it to your calendar where a scripture should pop up so it can remind you of who you are. I often, I very often make a reference to one of my favorite films, Black Panther. Don't leave me out there. If you watch Black Panther, just go ahead and type in the comment section. Yeah, yeah girl, I watch. did you see the second one? But tell me which one you like, but just go ahead and have that quick conversation. But there's a moment when Angela Bassett, shout out to Auntie Angela, you know, about the Oscars and all that. We won't get into all of that, but praise God. Um, she get an Oscar in my book. All right, enough. Okay, let's get back to the word. So Auntie Angela yells out to her son, um, which in this movie, she's the queen. And she yells out to her son, to T'Challa, show them who you are. But the thing about it is, is when there's this moment in T'Challa, and I always, it, it ministered to me. I think that the Lord anoints some of these screenwriters, these filmmakers. I'm just going to be honest with you. Because even on Lion King, when he said, Cinema, you know, I felt like a circle of life. You know, it felt like worship, but we don't know what they saying, so we're not going to say it's worship. Amen. But I really believe I'm having a little fun. I really believe that there are often times where there's a little message. You can find some revelation and the Lord may use a film because sometimes we may be so out of touch with the Lord. We may not have been reading our word like we're supposed to. We may not be going to church like we're supposed to. We may not be tuning in on midweek motivation or Friday night live like we're supposed to, to get that word and to have those prophetic encounters. And sometimes the Lord is like, let me make sure I get this child, this memo, this word or whatever it is he or she needs. And so because I know you're going to be in the movies, uh, all this weekend, let me go ahead and reassure you of who you are. Or maybe you're at home and you're on Amazon Prime, Netflix, whatever it is, and the Lord gives you a moment of revelation, a revelatory experience. And so in that film, I remember I was, I got chills on my right side. My hair is lifted up on my arm. And she said, show them who you are. And in the middle of the fight, at first he was losing, but it just took mama to yell at him and said, show them who you are. Now, when I started peeling back, you know, the layers of this, 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 this command, it's a command. It was show them what's already in you. For some reason, you're only reaching the surface, but go deeper, go deeper. Find what is in you. Find the dominion that is in you. Find the authority that is in you. Find the strength that is in you. Um, so I want to read this scripture. It's Psalms 8 and 6. When I when my hands are doing this, this means I, I feel what I'm saying. Does that mean I feel? So Psalms 8 and 6, it says, you let us rule everything your hands have made. You let us, as his children, rule everything your, yours, you as God, your hands have made. And you put all of it under our power. This ain't me talking. 
This is the word of God. And you put all of it under our power. So he's made us managers of a lot of money. He's made us managers of big homes. He's made us managers of good cars. He's made us managers of children who are going to change the game, who are getting ready to shift and, and move forward. He's made us managers of these great things. Then it goes on to say in the seventh verse, the sheep and the cattle and every wild animal. The, excuse me. <coughs> Not I'm coughing in the middle of my scripture. The devil is a lie. But let me go back and say what I'm saying. In the seventh verse, it says the sheep and the cattle and every wild animal, the birds in the sky and the fish in the sea and all ocean creatures. And then it says in the ninth verse, our Lord and ruler, your name is wonderful everywhere on earth. So let me put these two together. The sixth verse, did I say eight and six? Psalms eight and six, and we read through the ninth verse. So the sixth verse says, you let us rule everything. I want you to type or write down in your notes that I am a ruler, I have dominion. However, don't get ahead of yourself. That's how Lucifer got kicked out of heaven. You know, y'all know what I'm saying. He got kicked out of heaven because he thought, as our bishop would say, he was too such a much. Now what, you, what I'm not gonna do is get ahead of myself and think that I am equivalent to God. I'm not going to allow arrogance to overtake me. That's when we apply the scriptures, cast down every high imagination, anything that's besetting me or that's causing me to get off track or to forget who I am in God. Then I need to make some adjustments in that ninth verse. It says our Lord and ruler. Your name is wonderful everywhere on earth. Some of my most um, pr uh, uh, prophetic moments and learning moments have been with my family. So, um, Allow me to share these moments. I share them often. But I remember my Nana saying one time, she says, you know, you don't got to receive everything everybody say. And I said, oh, I don't. You know, at, at one point I had a lot of people who were saying in the name of Jesus, here it is X, Y, Z. But the Bible says, try the spirit by the spirit. And so this had me to tap into what I have, which is I have my own prayer life. That's not saying because the Bible also says don't scoff at prophets or prophecies. So I'm not that's not what Nana was challenging me to do. But it was she was challenging me to also dig deep, get what but thus said the Lord for me and then be able to discern the fruit, try the spirit by the spirit so that I can shut down and not receive any and everything. Because after a while, if I act as a babe in Christ, I'll forget of my dominion and that I am a ruler. And what the scripture says in the name of Jesus and under God's authority as his manager, I will forget what I can shut down. I will forget that everybody should not be defining what's getting ready to happen in my life. I don't have to receive everything. So you you should type that down. I don't know if some people may have told you you're not going to make it this far. You're not going to do this. Your children ain't going to be that. Maybe you've even said some things to yourself. And if we even go back to the early parts of the word of God in Genesis, when Eve had the conversation with the serpent, there was a conversation where it, it, who did you talk to that made you step out of bounds and out of covenant with the Lord? So these are things that we have to evaluate to get to the root of them. When we think about therapy, therapy, it can be a form of deliverance. Where did this come from? Where did who who told you that? If you even study the scriptures, maybe you can study it in your spare time and just take a look at it. But when Eve and Adam finally ate of the fruit, God came to them and said X Y Z X Y Z. Then they said, Well, that whoever told us to eat from the fruit, and then we will see and blah blah. 
blah, blah. And God said, well, who told you that? Sometimes we should write down these questions. Was it my experience that told me? Was it the mountain that I was supposed to command uh, that told me? Was it my situation that told me? Was it my challenge? That was it the season that was going to pass that told me? These are some things that I got. Who was in my ear and who planted this idea? Who did I receive X, Y, Z from? What did I receive? Was it, was it a suggestion from the enemy? So addressing and going full force and, and being ready for war when it comes to spiritual warfare. So let's, I wrote down, you own all of this. You own it. I can declare and tell sickness. No, I don't, we're not doing this. Come up off of me. Um, I can tell my finances get in order. You don't need a handout. You are a walking supply house. You should write that down. You are a walking supply house. The Bible says that you are well, well means I am, um, I'm, I'm, I'm equipped well enough. Look, you ain't supposed to use the same word to define it. So let me give y'all what I'm trying to say. You are well equipped. It means that I have what I need. It means that I um, I can fulfill whatever is ahead of me. That's what the word of God says. So you are a walking supply house. Now let's go to some other scriptures. Proverbs 28 and 1. It says wicked people run away when one, when no one chases them. But those who live right are as brave as lions. So the Lord dealt with me. He said, Kiera, part of you uh, lacking or yeah, lacking in the space of your dominion is that you allow your guilt and your conviction. Because, well, let me go back because sometimes it's conviction or it's condemnation. So there are two things that we got to really address head on. Uh, but one of the things that he dealt with in one space in my life was Kiara you're not living according to my principles according to my standards according to my way of life hence it eats at you when you're supposed to be at the battlefield when you're supposed to be uh, at the forefront when you're supposed to be commanding demanding and being the supply house you doubt what is in you because you also have this form of conviction then you have condemnation condemnation it, it doesn't come from the Holy Spirit it comes from the enemy sometimes it could be you that's just walking in guilt Bible says that the enemy is the accuser of the brethren so when you're at the battlefield now you're questioning if you're good enough to even possess or walk as the supply house which you already have because of the suggestions that are coming from the darkness um so that was one scripture so now let's go to proverbs 30 and 31 it says those proud roosters those mountain goats and those rulers who have no enemies then let's drop down if you are foolishly bragging or planning something evil then stop it now where is my heart that's the other thing that I had to check. Where's my heart? If my heart is not in the right place, I too will operate in the flesh and not in the spirit. I'll operate in the uh, I'll operate off of my emotions and out of vulnerability. And sometimes when we make choices out of vulnerability and not strategic planning uh, or even for, you know how sometimes we'll make a decision because we saw a family member or a friend doing something. Then we rethink about what we were going to do that we may have tabled for a certain time and forget about why we tabled it because now we're trying to compete with what we see on social media what a family member is doing what somebody to put in a group chat but God is saying to check your heart where are you with me where are you in your mind and so there are so many things so here the Bible tells us that the righteous are bold as lions when you in a clear space you know how when I don't got nothing to hide I ain't lied to you I can sit there and look you in your eye not with trying to instill fear into you but because I respect you and I know I I ain't did nothing to offend you and I've been honest and with integrity. 
<coughs> excuse me. So here the Bible is saying, if you walk upright, you'll move bold. You'll move like a lion. You know, a lion goes into wherever he is and he will just look around like I'm here and I expect you to move because I am here. Okay. And that's not me saying that I expect somebody to move out of arrogance, but I expect things to move, shift and shake and, and, and do whatever it needs to do because God is with me. If God before me, who can be against me? There's a victory that I walk in. There's a dominion that I walk in. There's a security that I walk in that God may be calling you to walk in that maybe you've not tapped into because of your experiences in the past. But I got it from my father, a bishop, our bishop. And he said, don't let your past hold you hostage. Your past is, is holding you at gunpoint, saying stick them up. And here you are surrendering to your past. No, God, I press toward the mark, toward the prize of the high calling through Jesus Christ. I am forgetting those things that are behind me and I'm pressing for what is ahead of me. That's what I'm doing. And listen, there may be some issues. There may be some challenges. And I'm still working on that as I go. The word of God says that God is completing the work in me. So if anybody got something to say, yep, he completing the work in me and he's completing the work in you. So let's keep it moving. Let's keep it rocking. Be and show them who you are. It's already in you. You are God's child. When the righteousness, when righteousness is in place, faith rises unconsciously. Hallelujah. When righteousness is in place, Faith rises unconsciously. It comes from the confidence that I have because now I know, you know how when you think about children, I remember because I did what I was supposed to do, I know I'm going to get X, Y, Z. You know how they used to, our parents used to say, if you wash the dishes, when I get back, I take you to go get whatever Jordans you want. If you, if you do X, Y, Z, if the room is clean, like I know, like, you know, I like it, then you'll go get X, Y, Z. Faith rises unconsciously. I have in my mind, I don't even have to utter it because I have parents who have promised me something and I can depend on their word. And the Bible says by what I live, by what I, what standard I set. And if my heart is right, there are some benefits that come with it. So only if you believe God, if you've cleaned up house, if you straightened up and walk right, then you can unconsciously walk in this security and just trust that God will take care of the rest. So I hope that you're encouraged there. But here I have in my notes, you are a natural ruler. <coughs> You're a natural ruler. You know how sometimes our family members and say our family members and friends, they'll say she got a takeover spirit. I, Keisha, I often tell my, my my cousin friend Keisha, I say you got a takeover spirit. And it's because naturally, naturally, I've been called to lead the charge. Naturally, I've been called to walk in confidence. Not you want me to walk. The Bible says I've not given you the spirit of fear. I've not, and if you read it in another translation, I've not given you the spirit of timidity, but I've given you power. I've given you love. Love will help me assess. I've given you a sound mind. I'm in a clear conscience. I'm thinking clear. So I'm planning well. So God is so good that he gives us each, you know, and I know we are in this, uh, we are in this day where we see fights. I was looking at my page and it was fight after fight coming in. And also the, our, our algorithms will curate what we click on the most. So I'm probably clicking on fights, which the Lord, you know, he's working on me. Praise God. So it, it just, it, it intrigues me because God will back you up. Let me, I had to get myself back on because, you know, I talk to y'all like I'm in my living room, but we have to get on track and understand that we are a natural ruler. 
His nature, our nature is like our father. You should write that down. My nature is like my father. He said, I wanted to create them in my own image. I'm going to stop there because I got another assignment, which is to serve you Friday. And I hope that you're already blessed. I got some more scriptures. So please come back Friday. Share it with a family member or friend. Share it with your children. Because some of our young people, we're, we're going to school and, and, and just all of us can kind of, uh, you know, reflect and think about what we've gone through. But our children have so many ungodly influences. It's a new day. They have a way more access. But our children, I, sometimes we have to encourage our nieces, our nephews, whomever is around us. Hey, remember who you are. Is this a lot of bullying? It's a lot of teasing. They call it gaslighting and a lot of manipulative measures and deceptive measures that people are using and operating under these dark influences and they don't even realize it. And so I just hope that we are encouraged to instill. I've been praying, Lord, when it's time for me to have children, let their little hearts be filled with the fear of God. Let them know your principles. Let them understand your scriptures and allow them to see mommy and daddy live it out well. What am I living like? Am I living in timidity? Am I living like a little weakling? Or am I living as if I'm called to possess the land? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I hope you're encouraged um, with just that word so far. Join me again Friday. Again, if you're just tuning in, you are tuned in to Greater Emmanuel Institutional Church of God in Christ, where our bishop is the Bishop J. Drew Sheard, the presider, the chief apostle, and our leading lady is Dr. Karen Clark Sheard. Um, it's now time to give. I want you to sow a seed. Sow a seed like you know you're looking for to live and to possess the land of milk and honey. That means I got to increase my giving. Look, I've learned to not complain about my tithe as my tithe increased because if the tithe is getting bigger, that means the dollars, the money is getting bigger. So I hope that we are encouraged to be cheerful givers, to be faithful tithers. Um, but get this seed in your hand. Well, we're not in church. So get your phone in your hand, get your credit cards or whatever it is. You know the ways of giving cash app, PayPal, texting to give, all of these ways of giving, we've made it available and accessible to you. And listen, I am a faith, I'm a cheerful giver and I've seen God work in my life. I've seen him work in my life even when it was supposed to be a dry season, even when it was supposed to be drought. God has allowed me to have milk and honey. He has sustained me. I hope that you would type that in your comment section or even put that on your seed. God will sustain me. God will sustain me so that I don't live in fear and so that I don't have to second guess what's already in me. Show them who you are. Sometimes you got to show yourself who you are because you didn't forgot. So I'm here as your sister, as your little niece, whatever you want to allow me to stand proxy. Uh, you be reminded of who you are. Sow your seed today. Sow your seed today and watch God do it. Don't as, as, as Bishop says, don't try me, try God, try God. And sometimes we, we just ought to be sick of trying it our way. Try God. Let's go before the throne of grace. Father, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy. God, we're asking Lord, that you forgive us of our sins, cleanse us of any unrighteousness. And Father God, tonight I'm asking Lord that you increase our faith, Father. Increase our understanding. Increase us in knowing who you are and what you can do. Father God, we say 
yes to your will and yes to your way. God, we're asking, Lord, that you allow these seeds that are sown, allow it to come back to us big in the ways that you know we need. You know our needs. Sometimes we'll give you our wants uh, before we give you our needs. But God, you're already in our tomorrow. And so, Father God, we're asking, Lord, that you allow these seeds to come back to us big. God, we want to, we believe your word. We believe your word. We believe your word. We believe your word. We're changing our minds, Father. Changing our minds. You're changing the minds of our loved ones, Father. When it comes to giving, Father, we are building your kingdom so that we can take over in the name of Jesus. And we speak the victory over these seeds that we will win. It'll be a big, a big return on our investment in the name of Jesus so that the gospel is continuously fueling our homes, filling our homes, filling our children, filling our marriages, filling our jobs, our family, our friends. God, there is no man on this earth that you would forget. And so, God, we thank you that you've allowed us to partake in building your kingdom and spreading the gospel. We give you the glory and all the praise. God, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. The seed is coming back to you. Big, big, big. Type on the screen. It's coming back to me. Big, big, big. And you got to trust and believe. And now, if your faith telling you something else, you got to be on one accord. Got you, you should do this. I got to be on one accord. You got to remind yourself. Sow your seed and we thank God for you. We thank you for your attendance. Join us Sunday. Join us Friday. But join us Sunday as our bishop. I'm sure he's going to come with the heat, come with the fire as he always does. And we thank God and we're praying for our leaders, praying for you. Hang in there. Love you all. Stay connected. As our superintendent Adam says, what does he say? We are distant, but we're always connected. Hang in there. Love you all. God bless you.